Sefer Bereshit, Parshat Miketz, on food justice. Parshat Miketz, or at the end, begins with the theme that runs throughout our Joseph stories, dreams. Pharaoh has two dreams, one about cows and one about ears of grain, and Yosef interprets them as meaning there will be seven years of prosperous harvest, followed by seven years of famine. Wisely, Paro puts Yosef in charge of managing the food supply and of running all of Egypt for the coming years. Yosef prepares for the disaster by storing the excess produce away. His interpretation of the dreams, of course, proves correct and the famine takes effect. We read from the Torah. V'tir av kol eretz Mitzrayim. And when all the land of Egypt felt the hunger, the people cried out to Paro for bread. And Paro said to all the Egyptians, go to Yosef. Whatever he tells you, you shall do. The Torah continues. Accordingly, when the famine became severe in the land of Egypt, Yosef laid upon all that was within and rationed out grain to the Egyptians. The famine, however, spread over the whole world. So all the world came to Joseph, all the world in Egypt to procure rations, for the famine had become severe throughout the world. End of the quote. Friends, note how the famine in this parsha is a threat, quote, throughout the world. In Genesis, this causes Joseph's brothers living in the land of Canaan to come to Egypt begging for food. And in today's world, widespread hunger remains a global crisis. According to the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations, about 690 million individuals are malnourished with the number on the rise even faster than expected due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The same organization finds that hunger hotspots are spread throughout the world, from Afghanistan to Nigeria to our neighbors in Central America. Much like how the children of Yaakov, the Jewish people, B'nai Yisrael, were in need of assistance for, from Egypt, Others around the world need our help now. In Jewish thought, we recognize the role of both God and humanity in the food we eat. In the brachot, in the blessings over food, we thank God for being the source of the earth, earth sprouting. Ideally, we additionally call to mind the farm workers, restaurant workers, factory workers, transportation workers, grocery store workers, and the animals who contribute to our nourishment. 
But what about those whose needs are not met by the systems in place? For one model of a solution, we can look to the mitzvah of Peah. The Torah in Vayikra, in Leviticus, commands farmers to leave some of their crop for the poor and the stranger. This practice teaches us that the food we grow is not entirely ours. Our Parsha tells us that Yosef collected produce in a very large quantity, like the sands of the sea, until he ceased to measure it, for it could not be measured. Similarly, the very beginning of Mishnapeya teaches that this mechanism for justice is among the mitzvot that have no measure, meaning there is no quantity of food that definitively fulfills the obligation. Friends, we can also take seriously Sefer Devarim, the book of Deuteronomy, which gives the commandment to provide a tithe for the poor. In our parsha, in our Torah portion, Yosef uses the seven years of abundance to plan and prepare for the subsequent years of famine. With the coming effects of climate change, we see even more urgency than before in our responsibility to do our best to eradicate global hunger. One path toward justice is developmental aid. The more communities that are lifted out of poverty, the closer we'll be to tackling the challenge and the tragedy of global hunger. AJWS, American Jewish World Service, an organization that seeks to universalize human rights and eliminate poverty, is a Jewish leader on this front. I've been privileged to travel countless times with AJWS to the global south, to support sustainable development projects as a college student, as a rabbinical student, and as an educator. Over the course of about a decade, I went to countries like Thailand, Ghana, Guatemala, El Salvador, and Senegal, where we built schools, supported NGOs, developed relationships, and served in the day while we learned at night, although the service and the learning were truly interwoven. While our labor had a pretty small impact on huge problems in the global South, it had a massive impact on me and my understanding of my privilege and my responsibility. We can also examine the example set in the Genesis story for redistribution of global wealth. Jacob's sons, B'nai Israel, travel from Canaan to Egypt to collect food because Egypt is the superpower. Under Yosef's guidance, Egypt had the resources to produce enough food to get through the famine. The wealthy among us, particularly in rich countries, find themselves, like Joseph, sitting on practically immeasurable resources that can be used to help the hungry today as well. In Parshat Miketz, the whole world comes to the Jewish figure who stepped up to save society. We are called in our time to be like Joseph. Other solutions to hung hunger could include innovation in our production of food sources, changes to the shameful problem of food waste, and improvements to infrastructure in food in stable regions. The laws of payup the setting aside the corners of our fields to provide food for the poor 
and for the stranger are not presently in effect. However, we can take inspiration from that means of justice and set aside food for those in need whenever we can. At Arizona Jews for Justice, our AZ Hugs for the Houseless initiative gives out about 150 meals per week, countless cold drinks, and all kinds of supplies. On a national level, Mazon represents the Jewish hunger movement. Beyond these organizations, there are countless ways to contribute to solving or at least reducing the hunger crisis, both locally and globally. Friends, the challenge of world hunger, like Peya, a mitzvah with no measure, is probably not something we can completely and permanently solve now. But while we are not obligated to complete the work, neither are we free to desist from it. Shabbat Shalom.